Sabercat alum Kayla Tucker has been on a journey since she graduated from Southmore in 2012. Now she's happy to be back home in the Oklahoma City area. And me being from here in Oklahoma City, it was an easy move, obviously. Like it was, it was easy to get back. It was ability for me to get back home and it would just, it would give me a lot more responsibility, opportunity, and, and I think advancement in my career. Welcome to Beyond the Game, Moore and South Oklahoma City's only hyper-local sports podcast. Before we get to this week's episode, we'd like to thank the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. at both their Norman and Midwest City locations. Visit orthocentralok.com for details. And Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. Kayla Tucker was a two-time All-State selection in high school before heading to Alabama State. There, she helped the Hornets to a regular season conference title, two conference tournament titles, a preseason WNIT bid, and two NCAA tournament appearances. She's back in OKC as an assistant coach at Southern Nazarene University. Kayla, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It's great to catch up with you. remember watching you uh, as a basketball player at Southmore High School and the great success she had there and then following you as you went off to Alabama State and now and coaching the last few years. How the heck are you doing and what exactly is going on in your life right now? Rob, I'm doing great. I absolutely love what I do and, and I think it's, it's extremely rewarding. It allows me to kind of help others live out that dream that I had. So it's, it's really fun. I've been doing great and then so currently, I am an assistant women's basketball coach at Southern Nazarene University here in Oklahoma City. I just got back to, I mean, I've been gone basically since college. And um, so finally back at home and working for a university. It's a great university here in Oklahoma City and, and loving every second of it. Now, how is it being back in Oklahoma City? It's been good. It's definitely been different. Um I moved. I mean, I, I, I know I graduated from Southmore in 2013 and so went straight to college, obviously. And I've been gone out of state every year since then, except for one year. And that was maybe even like 10 months. So being back, is it's kind of surreal in the sense and kind of a little nostalgic. Like I was telling um, one of my other assistants that I work with here at SNU that it's just kind of like full circle moments that are happening everywhere. But it's been great just being back with family. Um, I have a nephew now, so just being like around while he's growing up, all my younger cousins, and it's just been awesome to, to be back home, and I think it's the right season of my life to be back, so it's been great. Great. Well, you know, I'm sure a lot of people remember the success you had at Southmore, both individually and as a team. I mean, you were all-state. You, you, your teams were very successful, and then when it came time to go to college, you chose to go to Alabama State uh, university. How did you decide? What what cinched Alabama State for you to to make that decision to go there? Um, I think, and I tell a lot of people this, and I even tell recruits now that like it's kind of like a relationship. Like when you know, you know. And when I went on my visit, um, and it was it was October of 2012 when I went on my visit down there, and I just I couldn't imagine myself in any other place. It just it felt like home, even though it was. 12 hours away from, from my parents' house. So that's really what it was. And then obviously I always wanted to play Division One basketball. You know, I think that's every athlete's dream is to get to that highest level. 
And so that also gave me that opportunity to do so. And I mean, I never pictured myself going to an HBCU growing up. Like we have links in here in Oklahoma City, but that's I mean, in Oklahoma, not in the city, but that's kind of it. Like we weren't really educated on them as, as much as we probably should be. And so my first kind of taste at HBCU was when my, one of my older cousins actually went to Grambling State, which is in the same conference for a couple of years. Um, but just the environment at an HBCU is very different. It's kind of like you don't know it. You can't really explain it unless you go through it. But it, it just it's a different environment. It's probably based, obviously, because of why, why they were built and why they were founded and, and the history behind them. And then also being in the city of Montgomery, there's just so much history behind that as well. And so it was felt like home, even though I never pictured being in a, in a spot like that. Like, I, I couldn't picture myself anywhere else. So that's really what the decision came down to. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting to me, um, having grown up in a town with an HBCU in it uh, that I had friends attend in South Carolina, and now with Deion Sanders on the scene, you know, the whole HBCU experience is becoming much more elevated, much more prominent. There's an awareness to that experience and the value of that experience that people seem to have not been aware of. For you, you know, looking back, um, aside from the athletics, what did going to an HBCU really do to help you develop who you are today? Well, I'm also biracial, and so – I grew up around both sides of it. So my mother's side was a huge family. That is, you know, the black side of my family. And then my father's side is a lot smaller. But I still grew up around both sides. And I was able to, I was able to see kind of just, like, there be times people don't realize, like, if they don't know me that I'm biracial. So they'll say something kind of off cup. And then they're shocked that I'm not, like, in agreement or um, just perspective on things. Like, there's a different type of, protection I feel like I have to have when I'm out with my cousins that you know like I have a a 19 year old cousin who has been bigger than me and has been you know people thought we were like dating when he was 13 because he was just athletically built he's stronger he's bigger and people don't automatically think we're cousins because obviously our skin color so I think there's an awareness that I had to have because of little things like say I'm out with my family and I'm the only full white looking person and a crowd of, of black individuals and something even looks like it's going wrong to some people, it could cause a scene. Sadly, I mean, that's a sad truth, but if, if you don't grow up in it, if you don't have that awareness, um, you just, you don't have it. It's just an ignorance that you don't, like you don't have to have. It's a, it's a privilege of ours. And so whereas like my experience as who I am is nowhere near the level of experiences my family and my cousins would have, I still feel a sense of protection on that. And I think attending an HBCU and, and really dialing into the history of them and what they're built for and the respect behind them and um, the strength behind them, I think that just, in, that just empowered me even more to be just who I am no matter what and to know that what, like, what I stand for isn't a problem because I don't, look, I don't have those same struggles doesn't mean I still can't stand up for them. So I think it just, it empowered me more to speak up when there's injustice around me or to really try and understand different perspectives because even as much as I want to try, I will never be able to understand how the person, how, you know, the person next to me feels because I don't have that same experience. So really just more empowering, more um, education, more just opening up your eyes to different scenarios and 
and why there could be injustice in, you know, in small little everyday situations. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that in, even in this day and age, we're still dealing with that, um, you know, both in mm-hmm. individual circumstances and systemically. But um, you've come out of an educational background and a family background, and you're engaged in the sports world. And if there's any place that it would seem that we find a way to overcome those racial barriers, it, it is in the world of sports. And so has that helped you as you've moved into coaching to be able to have that background and that experience? Yeah, I think, and I think even just kind of me, who I am, it's funny because um, you see, I mean, people call it code switching. I don't feel like I switch, but I definitely have the ability to connect with a lot of different types of people. And so I think that even like a recruiting standpoint, I'm able to relate to a lot of athletes in different ways, whereas someone who is, you know, not in the same boat or has the same experience or background, they wouldn't be able to think that. So it definitely, it adds to just that level of connection that I'm able to have with, with individuals. Um, And I think that that goes beyond just recruits. That goes beyond colleagues and, and different coaches in the area that goes on with, uh, people that I may work around and helping see different perspectives, different things like that. But also, I mean, I it's sad because I don't try to, I, I really try not to consider myself a minority because of my skin color, but I technically am a minority. And so having that representation as well is huge because I don't even think, and I, I mean, I hate to say because I'm really not, like I'm not a representation of minorities. I'm not, but there's still a lot that people will have to learn and there will be conversations that have to be had because of my race. Mm -hmm. So it has helped a lot. Um, It's mostly helped a lot more in the connection that I've been able to have with different people. You're listening to Beyond the Game, sponsored by Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes at their Norman and Midwest City locations. And beneficial automotive maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. Hey, we're back on Beyond the Game with Kayla Tucker. Um, Kayla, when you graduated from Alabama State, you had a degree, if I remember correctly, in communication, and you were leaning towards broadcasting. Is that right? And if that's true, how did you move from that into coaching? Yeah, that, that's, I got my degree in radio television. Uh, communications was the degree itself, but concentration in radio television. And I actually worked in media for about four years. So I worked, um, I moved right back home after graduating there in 2006. For the Thunder here in Oklahoma City, which was absolutely amazing. Like everybody that grows up in Oklahoma City, we just love our Thunder. And so working with them was so much fun and an awesome experience. And then from there, I moved um, to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I worked at a local news station as a producer. And so I was more behind the scenes there. I was there for about a year and a half. And then I moved to Panama City, Florida, to a sister station and our company. Um, And there I was a reporter for about a year and a half. And then um, it became, I think it was, it was, December 2019, January 2020, that I was kind of, that was the first time I had been away from basketball kind of altogether. Because even when I was in Fayetteville, I was still, 
one of my cousins that lives there, he has a, a training academy and a prep school. So I was still around the sport. I worked for the morning show, so I would work all throughout the night and then get off at like 10 a.m. I would go nap for a little bit, eat, and then I would help him train kids in the afternoon. So I still had a piece of basketball with me, even though I wasn't playing or, or coaching full time. And when I moved to Florida, piece of it didn't play pickup anywhere. Like it was strictly just it, it was me away from basketball, and I didn't I didn't really like it too much. And I just remember um, January of 2020, I got very clear message from the Lord. And he was just telling me, like, you're meant to go coach. Like, you're going to coach. That is what I've called you to do. And he told me directly, he's like, you're going to be a graduate assistant. That's that's the route you're going to take. And so, thankfully, I was able to – I had a really great news director at the time where I was working in Florida. And I talked to him about everything. And I, was, I only had maybe, like, five or six months left of my contract there. And so he was like, you know what, I, I get it. If you want to leave a couple months early, like, that's what you do. So I left there in May of 2020, um, right after COVID hit, right when, like, Final Four, everything shut down, no championships, nothing. And I, I left that job, and I started reaching out to people um, about GA positions. Now, think obviously, with COVID, budget cuts are happening. No one knows what's going on, and a lot of people are cutting their GA position. But I thankfully was able to get in contact with Ashley Crawford, who is now uh, she's an assistant at Texas Tech. At the time, the staff was at Texas Arlington, and so I got a hold of her, talked to her, had a great conversation with her. Um, the head coach is Krista Gerlich. Got it. Got on the phone with her, talked with her, and I was offered an opportunity with them to be their graduate assistant at University of Texas at Arlington. And right before the 4th of July of that of 2020. So I'm all set to go there before Coach Gerlich did her full interview with Texas Tech. And so within about a week and a half, I was in Arlington and then I was in Lubbock. So thankfully, she, I mean, that was the, that was the first question I asked her as, after she said she was interviewing. I said, well, I get to go with you if you get it right. And she was like, for sure. So within about a week, I was out in Lubbock and then um, – Thankfully, did a GA year at Tech with her under her staff, which was absolutely amazing, um, the experience alone. But Coach Gerlich, Coach Crawford, everyone on that staff, like they're just amazing people. And I'm so blessed to have started my career with them because it was a very new situation for them as well, it being her first year at Tech. But the type of people they are, the level of standard that they have, the, the culture they build, the basketball knowledge they have, like it was an amazing start to my career. And also like who says they get to start their career at the power five level. Like that's just not common at all. So it was great. All It was an amazing experience with them. Still have a great relationship with them. I, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for Coach Gurley and Coach Crawford and that staff. So I really appreciate them. August of last year, there was a, a colleague that Coach Gerlich had known for a while who is at, was at a Division two, and he was looking for an assistant. And so she recommended me for that. And so within about two weeks of that, I was moved to Arkansas and was an assistant, a full-time assistant at Washington Baptist University, which is a Division two, like I said, in the Great American Conference. I was there for one season, um, just, you know, a great learning experience a place that I was able to really kind of figure out 
the type of people that I want to work with, work around, different experiences, different cultures, um, and it was just decided best for me that that I I made a change in my position, and so thankfully, I got to connect with Coach Trent May, who is my head coach currently at Southern Nazarene University, and we got to talking one day just at a tournament recruiting, actually, and it just worked out really well for both sides. And me being from here in Oklahoma City, it was an easy move, obviously. Like, it was it was easy to get back. It was ability for me to get back home, and it would just – it would give me a lot more responsibility, opportunity, and, and I think advancement in my career a lot quicker than in my previous spot. So I got here in – May, May, I think like 14th or 11th was my first official day as an assistant here at, at Southern Nazarene, and that's where I'm at. It's kind of been, that's been my coaching journey, but it's only year three on the college level. Yeah, it's a fascinating journey, and you guys are rolling up because we're not that far from the start of the season for you guys, right? No, we are less than three weeks away from official practice and we're less than 50 days away from our first game so it's coming quick it it sounds like i heard in there a couple of places that um your faith has played an important role for you as you've made these these really big life-changing decisions can you talk just a little bit more about that yeah i grew up in church um you know obviously in oklahoma a lot of times you do but Thankfully, I have a really strong praying mother, and and our family is built on faith, and so we grew up in church and was there pretty much every Sunday until, like, basketball got super serious, and then we were traveling a lot, and, you know, it just wasn't as consistent, but I think looking back, a lot of my decisions were made on faith, and I didn't realize that's what it was, Um, but everywhere I've been is exactly where God has called me to be, and so it was really when I was about 21, (coughs) excuse me about 21 years old that I truly decided to like give my life to Christ and live for him, like to make that decision for me, not because, you know, I was six years old and my mom wanted to baptize me. And so it was really my decision to make that. And and ever since then, I've just been trying to be obedient to him because I think the more obedient that we are, the more he's able to work through us to impact other people and to shine his own light and to, and for his will to come. And so I've tried to just be obedient, um, even going to Florida. I didn't even want to apply for the job that I got in Florida. My um, news director in Fayetteville was like, you know what, I really think that'd be a good spot for you. Like, I think you'd learn a lot. I think you'd grow fast. And I didn't, I didn't want to go that far away from home again. That wasn't the plan. I said, but uh, same kind of thing. I applied just to kind of make my news director happy and after visiting and going out there and talking to the news director and and the people there I like it's exactly where I needed to be and even now I have good friends there and I learned a lot there I was also very empowered there to like find my voice and be confident in who I am and my even my communication skills grew so much in that in that area of my life so you just never know kind of what works out and and where the Lord is supposed to lead you but that's kind of just been my thing it's just trying to stay obedient to what he's called me to do and he's never led me astray so hopefully you know I can stay obedient and continue to continue to live out the life he's called me to be but it's in everything that I do and that's another it's awesome to work for a university that is completely rooted in Christ and have a head coach who lives out his faith as well and really tries to lead our team 
in a way that is that would be pleasing to the Lord. So it's been awesome, and that I mean, my faith journey is a whole other forty-five minute talk. So, but it truly has oh, been yeah. my my uh, my saving grace for sure. Well, and I appreciate you sharing that part of your journey with us. I do believe personally that that's a very important thing and hope that people hear that message and, and take it to heart in their own lives. Well, let's wind this down. Uh, you know, I had read through your bio on the SNU um, basketball page and just noted that uh, mm-hmm. with all the other stuff got going on, you still apparently have time to watch Disney movies and maybe binge watch some <laughs> stuff. So. I have to ask, do you have a favorite Disney movie and or a favorite TV show that you've binge-watched lately? Um, I'm always binge-watching Gilmore Girls. I've probably watched that entire series a good 12 times through every single episode, every season. I just, like, when I stop it, like, when I finish it, I just restart it. That's kind of just my comfort show I'll turn on all the time. Um, when it comes to Disney stuff, I love watching and rewatching all the old shows. I don't really watch any of the new ones, but like I've rewatched um, Boy Meets World all the way through again. I've rewatched That's So Raven all the way through again. Um, just older shows that I grew up on that I didn't really understand what was going on or like catch the humor of them or anything, but now I can't fully understand it. But when it comes to movies, it's kind of it's depending on the year. Like this, now that it's getting to like fall, I'll probably watch all the Halloween time movies a good like five times a piece. I love those. It's just depending on my mood. I'm I just I always watch the same ones, but I love me some Disney movies. And then now with my nephew too, he's getting older to where he will sit down for a little bit. It's hard still because he's only three, so he has a ton of energy. But he'll watch some some Despicable Me's and stuff with me. So. Anything that he'll get he'll get him to sit down and enjoy it with him is fun too. Oh, you can't go wrong with Despicable Me. Mm-mm. That's one of the only ones that he will actually sit down and watch. Anything with that or like dinosaurs, he'll, he's sold. So it's been well, fun I to have, like kind of introduce him to all that. I have to ask, especially as you are in the coaching world, surely you've seen Ted Lasso. I haven't. Oh my gosh, Kayla! That's all, dude. I'm not a movie person. Like I'll watch Disney movies, but I'm not a movie person at all. Well, Ted Lasso is a series oh. on Apple TV. Oh yep, no, never seen it. Never heard okay, of it actually. You, you have to promise me that you'll you'll look <laughs> into Ted Lasso and watch it because I'll be interested to hear what you think. It might be one of the best sports related. Series might be one of the best series I've ever seen. It's just really, really good. I will look. I'll remember that. I don't know if I pay for Apple TV, but I will remember that one. I'm gonna I'll hold look you into that. it. I'm gonna hold you. That. I'm gonna ask you that the next time we talk. Well, Kayla, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. It, it was like I said, it was really fun watching you at at Southmore. Uh, it was obvious that you were going to do well after high school, and it was fun keeping up with you when you were at Alabama State, and then I remember, I, I can't remember if we talked or what, but I, I knew that you'd gone from Fayetteville to Pensacola, and then when I saw that you moved from there into coaching, I thought, that, that's going to be a great move. So it's just been really, really fun keeping up with your career, and want to wish you the best of success and want to stay in touch to see how things go from here. Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate it, and like I said, it's 
the support that I still have from our community is, is absolutely amazing. So I appreciate you and, and the ability to talk and kind of share my story. It's been awesome. You bet. Well, best of luck this season, and we will talk to you again in the near future. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Game. We're grateful for the support of all our sponsors. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes at their Norman and Midwest City locations. And Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. You can listen to Beyond the Game wherever you get your podcasts or online at moremonthly.com. We'll be dropping new podcasts weekly. Follow More Monthly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with the latest episodes. And if you think about it, hit the like button and give us a rating and review. It helps spread the word about Beyond the Game to other listeners.